So I'm praying for no echo. That's all we could hope for. I don't know. We're recording this in our bedroom. I put bedroom in quotes. (laughs) We only have a mattress on the floor here, so I don't know how much cushion she's got. The acoustics, you know, might be fucky for a time or two. Like, we just felt like being on the couch because, or I mean on the bed, because the couch area was a little hot at this moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like from, I would say, 2 p.m. to, like, what time is it now? It's 5. Yeah, wow. I would say, like, 2 to 6 is when it's, like, ooh, she she's beefy in she's there. She's toasty. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, hey, this is uh, Coffee with Rachel. I'm Chris. And I'm Rachel. And, yeah, we're coming to you live from our new apartment. Crazy. <laughs> Wild. It's, like, the third time that's happened on this show now. Yeah, me and Chris did the math. And by me and Chris, I mean Chris. <laughs> we've lived in now six apartments. Wow. In the seven and a half years we've been together. Yeah. And that's not including dorms. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. So, wow. We move a lot. I need to stop fucking with this pillow over here. It's like I have one of those lumbar pillows, you know, it's that's got, got like, like the beans inside. The micro beads. I love those. And it's like a cactus and it's just so squishy. We used to have one that was a birch log, and his name was Loggy. And he's gone. And he was gone because he was around for a long time, and he got crusty. I got... (laughs) I laid on him a lot. (laughs) I leave the cactus one as, like, decor now because I know what can happen. Because she, like, lost all of her thickness. It, like, deflated. What do we call this one? Spiky? The first one was Loggy. This one's Spiky. I literally call it that lumbar pillow over there. Wow. That's what I call it. So affectionately named. Yeah. That's what I call Squeezy, too. <laughs> Lyle's so, a neck pillow. <laughs> that's true. So you told me that you had a fact. Yeah. Is that well, true? Yeah, we have coffee. It's Starbucks house blend. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Honestly, it should be iced. It is warm in Seattle today, guys. It is like 80 degrees and sunny. It's beautiful. Of course, it's warm. And beautiful weather all week long. I know, I'm so and annoyed. And then, like, um, the Tulip Festival that we went to, like, two years ago, and then we posted photos of for the next six months afterwards. <laughs> um, six years, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how we fit six years after two, but... So, when we went the last time, it ended, like, in, by the middle of April, it was already, like, they were all gone except for the, like, main garden yeah, was still there. Yeah, they, like, chop them and off. And so... Um, this year they bloomed late because yeah. the weather has been so fucky. Yeah, so they're still there, and they like this weekend is probably going to be the last weekend. Christy for them. was there this like I don't know when she was. She took some beautiful photos, and I was like, God bless, I want to go. But of course, like we were thinking, like, oh, maybe we could still go, but this weekend is going to be like it's pretty much going to be rainy the entire time, and that's just not fun time no, in a muddy mud. field. Yeah, and you want a good picture. I wanted to wear like. A yeah. maxi dress. You want that lighting. I wanted you to take a portrait photo of me just naked next to a tool. <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked, but I wanted the it. The last time there was a family taking a photo, having a photo shoot of their baby in the middle of the tool. And it was, and was cute nice. ass big. Yeah, I mean, those would be some great photos. I know. I would take Chunga there. Oh, my God. Squeezy would do more in, like, a, a beautiful forest, you know? Light yeah. his eyes up. We can take him... We can take him out to the woods. We can take him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Um, what's your fucking fact? In fact, uh, I actually saw this pop up on Reddit today. So it's like new 
Wow. New information. New info. Totally sourced well, I'm it's sure. It's from the science subreddit, which actually has rules for, like, you have to post things that are, like, actually from science places. From science places? Yeah, exactly. For science. Um, it says, coffee can help people have a more favorable view of their colleagues. Drinking coffee before a discussion can help sense. people stay focused and feel better about the people in the conversation, suggests a new study with 134 college students. Now, how much of that is placebo effect? Like the act of drinking coffee, or is it the actual substance? Um, from what people were saying, it's just like, this isn't really telling us too much that's new because like uh, coffee, caffeine, it's a stimulant. True. So you're gonna be more active in your conversation I guess it's just the correlation about uh, you like the people you're talking to more. Which I can I mean, tolerate a lot if I have a cup of coffee. Yeah, and if I need a cup of coffee, I am very bitter. Stingy. <laughs> yeah. That's not what we call bitchy in our home. If, I am, <laughs> if I'm about to uh, get into a big meeting at work, I go grab a cup of coffee beforehand. See, I feel like for me it's the placebo effect. Like, I need something in my hands. Yeah, exactly. Because whenever I would have, like, those fucking god-awful YouTube phone meetings, I had drank an entire pot of coffee. Yeah. In an hour. And uh, they went okay. (laughs) And then I was jitters McGee for, like, (laughs) the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, when you're talking a lot, you should be, like, you know, having water to, like, hydrate you. But instead... We just have coffee to provide a little bit of hydration. The lubricant. And then the side effect of your bouncing off the walls afterwards. It's a, it's not good. I can't say that everything I do in my life is favorable. Like, it's favorable and that you should lead. Do not le- take my example. Mm-hmm. Like, do not follow my lead. <laughs> it's not great. It's do as I say, not as I drink. Yes. Wow. Cheers. Um, so anyway, that's the tea on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've had a very busy week at work, and then we did move this weekend and everything, and there's been a lot of stuff that's, like, had to happen after our moving to, like, uh, wrap everything up. This so, week has felt so this, fucking long. This week, honestly... It feels like a year has passed since Monday, when we Since moved. we actually, yeah, we moved all weekend long, and we finished on Monday, and that feels... Like forever ago so long i can't even tell you what i did every day this week because like there's just so much I that know. we both did like we've been like busy from fucking dawn till dusk <laughs> i love that duff till dawn <laughs> I, it is <laughs> wow timmy pickles what <laughs> tommy <laughs> does duff goldman not look like what tommy pickles would have grown up to look like uh yeah, that's actually one of yeah. the most accurate things I've ever heard. It's true. You have the original Rugrats, you've got All Grown Up, and then you've got Ace of Cakes. Like that's the trilogy. <laughs> Ace of Pickles. <laughs> the trilogy, <laughs> the saga. <laughs> the fetus isn't good for Bella. Um. Oh my God, Rachel asked our um, Echo the other day to quote Twilight, and it started quoting Theodore Roosevelt. It's not know. listening to me correctly anymore. Like, and then I said, "quote oh, fuck," I think I said "Breaking Dawn," and it did like Winston Churchill or something. <laughs> it's She's really feeling the history. She needs like a fucking Q-tip. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. God damn. I mean, we're all gonna die via our robot AI, so it's cool. 
if it's not one thing, it's another, you know? You know, at this point, I'm living on edge. But at least I will, the robot will destroy me in a beautiful apartment. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Guys, like, I know that we just talked about how, like, it's, like, warm in the other room, but, like, guys, this place, I've been in there all day. This I just, place is fucking so amazing. It is really cool. All of my plants have immediately perked up. Half of them have bloomed. They never bloomed in our old apartment. We got a couple of new plants. Um, my mom sent us some. And then also we went out and we bought a nice big uh, palm. Yeah. And then, um, what this is it like, called? So there's two different types of cacti that are seasonal like this. And there's the Christmas cactus because it blooms around Christmas time. And wow, then we really? have an Easter <laughs> cactus which blooms around Easter, but it's supposed to bloom in March, but I think because everything's all well, fucky this year. Well, you know, year. Easter changes. So, you know, it knows the calendar. <sighs> Jesus speaks to it and tells it, yo, bloom now. Oh my God. I'm rising right now. Come That's back. how it works. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's like, it's blooming onion right now. Like, it is crazy. <laughs> and then Chris's mom got us this, like, what is it called? A bromeliad? Bromeliad, yeah. And it's like, it honestly looks like the top of a pineapple, but gigantic and hot pink. Yeah, it's real. That's like a really good description of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a tropical plant, and instead of like watering it like you would traditionally water like the soil, you it has like these deep wells where the leaves are and stuff. Where They're the almost like cups. Meet, like the base of it, like yeah, it just can. It's a cup there, and you can hold a lot of water in that. And so essentially, you just like look to make sure that there's always water in those like cups because it comes because that's it how comes from it would be in the rainforest. Yeah. yeah. And then he was telling me that they typically grow like out like out of a tree, like the bark. Yes, they like shoot yeah. off. So it's like, fucking huge, dude. Yeah, it is really cool. And then I love uh, it. It's a, so pretty. We got a money tree too. And yeah. Those are just cool looking. And I hope that we can nurture all these plants to grow big into boys. nice big boys. Squeezy's coming here. Speaking of big boys. Yeah, Squeezy, how are you feeling, Squeezy? He, oh my god, so the cats are fucking loving this place. Like, Squeezy, it took him, like, like a couple hours to get settled, to get, you know, invested, and now he loves it. That's his MO, you know, he hides in a corner for a few hours, and then he's bug-eyed walking around with his ass to the ground, and oh then god. he's like, okay. He's okay. Like, he literally, that. like, he does the exact same leg. <laughs> like, you've taken time. literally the same photo of him from the last time we moved in this time. He it's does so this funny. thing with his hip that just, like, it's it's wild. It's like he's limboing, you know? And Lila, Lila always, it's so funny because in our very first apartment, when we left that building to this building, which was obviously, like, a nicer building, she had no complaints. She loved it. She was so happy to get out of that fucking building. Yeah. But ever since then, every time we move, she is just... I think it's because she was a young pup back then, you know? She was a pup. She was more amenable to change, and now that she's grown she's up... She's got a routine. She, yeah, she's got a routine, and it took her a little bit longer. It took her, like, at least two days to get her shit together. Yeah. And now, oh my god, so, so we have the glass ceiling, right? And confirmed birds do land on it and, and walk they around fucking, <laughs> they, fucking trot around on it it is so funny to, to see, see a crow stu- stupid crows bobbing their heads i know <laughs> and then you just hear their little feet like clickety clack all over it's so funny and the cats are so fucking into it like i took some 
prime videos of Lila. Lila had chattered in a way that I have never heard before. Her vocals are unstoppable. Like, her range, exceptional. <laughs> Honestly, she's going to go far. She would make it to the top three on American Idol, you know? Yo, a girl from my high school is in the top ten on American Idol. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's back. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know we were already at the end. Interesting. But, yeah, isn't that lit? That's pretty cool. Go that binge. Yeah. I didn't know her because she's a lot younger than me, obviously. <laughs> it's been like 12 years since I graduated. Not really. Almost 10. I know we always bring this Fucking up. Fucking stop. It still fucks me up to this day. Um, but, yeah, so they're loving, the, they're loving the birds. They're loving the amount of space that they have to just run around and... It's just, it's chill. Yeah, and they do enjoy it. I've found them, you know, baking in sunspots oh throughout God, the day. So they're, they're really living. enjoying that. And, like, there's just so much more room for them to look out the windows, too. And, honestly, I'm just, I already made a mood board today. That's what I did because I was just, like, I don't know. I was in the mood. <laughs> in the mood for a mood board. And I did that, like, we're, we're very organized right now with, like, the stuff that we're trying to get to furnish this place. And I can't wait until like mid next month when we start getting the furniture getting some fucking money i know it's yeah. gonna be exciting but yeah so that's the that's, that's that. the update on that we um, haven't watched westworld yet so don't try yeah, me don't fucking try me we did watch animated tale though yes like, wow. oh, we're not gonna spoil it but whoa god damn that show i gotta say are you not so stunned that your favorite i mean maybe this is not true for you but for me the most compelling plot is that of Alexis Bledel's character. <laughs> that is the that is the number one most shocking thing to have ever happened. I am surprised, like, when we first learned that she was in this show, and, like, she was, like, she was an important character, but she was um, more minor than now she's literally becoming, like, a second main character to Yeah, I would boss. say, like, I thought that she was just going to be, like, in the background, no, in like, like the first, I think even that, in like, the first season, like she still plays a pretty big role. I think role. the reception to her and her role was like, good. She, like she was Emmy nominated and everything, so I know. like I think they really are gonna bump up her role because now they're outside of the book; they can do whatever they want. Exactly. So I think she's gonna become a really big role, and I just really want to know. What the fuck happened on a day in the life? I want to know, like, did they not life, pay whatever. her yeah. enough? Like, did they... What happened? I don't know. Because, I'm t- like, the performances that she... So, in Handmaid's Tale, she's playing a fucking queer character that goes through so much shit. Because, obviously, in the world of Handmaid's Tale, like, anything is bad like you can't be jewish you can't be queer you basically can't be a woman it's a fucking mess Mm -hmm. like if you're a person of color you're like i don't even know like they just give you like all these kinds of roles unless you're fertile you know what i mean there's just like so many things and like her character goes through it and i was not expecting to like love her character as much as I do and it's like one of my favorite storylines I mean it's awful and sad but it's like the most compelling to me I would say that one of the most compelling this show like it really it only has one season like starting on a second but it's already going to be like one of my top shows of all time because of how good 
the acting is. Oh that's yeah, what the acting is fucking That's incredible. what really sells this show out of everything. Of course, like the visual style is very, very like it's dark, it, cinematic. It, it's very good. Everything about it is really good. The writing, the story, everything. But like the acting of everybody on the show is so believable, mm-hmm. and that's what really sells me on it. There was like a tweet. It was a picture of they photoshopped a picture of Mariah Carey looking like very happy and casual, but like she's in a room full of flames, and it was like me tuning into Handmaid's Tale and trying to forget that Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. Yeah. <laughs> Which is absolutely true because it's it sucks because she is a phenomenal actress. In between Mad Men and this and like all the million other roles that she's, she's had. She's fucking incredible. It's just, it's so, a lot of the shit that goes on in Handmaid's Tale mirrors a lot of Scientology. So it's just very confusing for me. Yeah. Um, so you just have they to like. They probably don't care because they're all about money and so they uh, just you know, don't let her do her thing. I know. But we've been re-watching Westworld because that's, there's so much shit went down in that first season that I wanted to re-watch it before the new episodes came out. So we're almost done. I'm glad that we're re-watching it, though, because I've completely forgot, like, all of it. Yeah. No, there, there are some shows that I absolutely need to go back and re-watch In between seasons. seasons. Yeah. And especially... Westworld, I think, was more than one year between the yeah, seasons. Yeah, it took a while. So, because I don't think they had signed on for anything more than a season before it happened. It was like, in between that and Big Little Lies, I think they both were like, Big Little Lies was literally a mini-series I'm they were so calling it. so fucking excited for that to and come And like, back. that just did so well that they were like, okay, we gotta bring this back. And then Westworld, I think they also just like had one season and then it yeah. became so popular that like, HBO must be fucking TV living. is so good right now. Yeah, TV is really good. And HBO really has to be living because like, they're dragging out Game of Thrones Ugh. for as long as they fucking can. And then they're having spinoff shows that have, like, multiple pilots, like, in the works. For Game of Thrones? For Game of Thrones. Like, so they're going to have... What kind of spinoffs? They just said that they have... Spinoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they've got uh, Big Little Lies and Is it the Lord of the Rings show coming out on HBO? That's Amazon. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be the most expensive television show ever. Of course. I yeah. mean, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I... Is there any info on, like, what that's going to be? Is it going to be, like, no. the actual same story? Or is it going to be, like, spinoff in the universe? Like, do we have any information? I'm hoping that it's based off of some of Tolkien's, like, texts from... Like, he has other books that are from the same universe okay. that... Uh, but yeah, I hope it's like that, and I also hope that they don't go the Hobbit route and they go back to the, the Lord of the Rings route, where like, like they use like way too much shitty CGI. Oh, so I, I will imagine they, they will. Yeah, with that kind of budget, I really hope they go back to like the old style because it looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it was just too many men walking around. There's <laughs> <laughs> offended so many people. Um. So what else was I going to talk about? Oh fuck! I had a tangent that I was going to go on with Westworld, but I. Oh, Evan Rachel <laughs> Wood. So they already have confirmed season three of Westworld, and they. She said that it's going to be the first time that she has ever paid, as much as her male counterparts. Wow. Yeah. Like they so wait, confirmed is she saying that. that she's not right now? No. And she's fucking the second lead. I mean, yes, yeah. I, it's like her, um, what's his face? Uh, glasses boy. Yeah, like, just I, left I, my I would brain. consider... Bernard. Bernard, her, and uh, the... William. William. I would say that probably... And Maeve. 
Bernard is probably like the main character of the first season. The most lines, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But she's got so much. Honestly, like the performances that she has to give take a lot more out of her than fucking Bernard. All he does is put his glasses further on his fucking nose every 10 minutes. By the way, does it not bother anyone that like he's not even looking through those lenses? They're not even like covering yeah, his eyes at all. I noticed he has them like really far down on his I nose, know. and he's like, "Ooh, looking over the top." Like, I know. I'm like, "Why are you wearing them, Bernie?" Like, like, bitch, I'm skeptical of you all the time. Just, <laughs> I mean, I would be too if I were him. Um, but I love Maeve. She's my favorite character on that of course, show. Yeah. So we're almost done rewatching it, and then we're gonna watch the new episode. Just and in we'll time be... for the next one for Sunday. Yeah, I want to be caught up before next week because like we didn't watch both Handmaid's Tale or Westworld when the hype was actually happening. We watched them like way later, and I want to be like involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with everyone else watching and them, and we also didn't do Big Little Lies as it was going on either. We or Stranger that. Things. We're trash. Yeah. We let the people vet the shows for us, yeah. and we're like. <laughs> Is it worth my time? Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, and Stranger Things already has a season four as well as a season three. Oh, really? Yeah, they just said they're going to bring it for a season four wow. as well. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a really good show, too. I'm not surprised at all, actually. Yeah, no, not at all. So, fucking, what else was on today's docket? So, let's talk a little bit about YouTube stuff. <laughs> YouTube uh, stuff. So, um, there's a change happening with YouTube in regards to the uh, MCNs, which I forget. Multi-channel networks. That's what it stands for. Yeah. yeah. Or McKenna. <laughs> wow. Matthew McConaughey's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, um, they're making a change that's essentially going to destroy MCNs and further it's destroy It's like, am I sad YouTubers. about that? <laughs> Well, okay, so here's how I feel about it. It's the end of an era. It's definitely showing you where the platform is headed and the instability. And basically, if you're a smaller creator, they're making like it even harder for you to ever get anywhere. So um, what the but do I really think an MCN is necessary and vital to your success? At this point, who even knows what's vital to your success? <laughs> it's fucking long luck. minute long like 15 minute videos that you upload every day that's the only thing that can save you now honey <laughs> like, that's it yeah so like what's happening is that like they are doing this thing that they're like nicknaming like know your partners or something like that and it's basically like these like mcns they have to act i don't know exactly mm. what it is but they have to like have a know who they have signed and actually have like working relationships with them this is basically because obviously there's been so many scandals with like ads running on you know really problematic like violent racist fucking like nazi ass content yeah and so they're kind of like youtube's really cracking the fuck down because which i can appreciate they're trying to do things they're finally that. getting their advertisers back which is why the adpocalypse happened in the first place if that wasn't clear before but like they yeah. just got i think it's was it Procter and Gamble or I forget who it was? It was Johnson a, and Johnson. It was know. a big boy that just <laughs> came back finally. Um, so essentially, the new thing is like if you don't know about MCNs, like a lot of them have like thousands of fucking creators under their belt, and that's the problem with MCNs is like you sign up, they rope you in, they act, they pitch themselves to you, like they'll send you those emails and they make you seem like you are so vital to their company and that they know your content they inside and out. They offer you like certain like tools and stuff like that. Like I know I was a part of Full Screen and Full Screen had like the most signed on. Like they just kept signing and signing and signing. Yeah, and, they like, were full. They had they had like fucking deals with like different like services and stuff like that where like. 
there was one thing where I could go and get like thousands of royalty-free music songs from. And that was YouTube not, has that. But, LOL. Yeah, YouTube has that, but it like wasn't the YouTube songs. It was different ones. Yeah. So they have like services like that, and they rope you in with that, and like saying that like they'll help you grow your channel. Yeah, you know, Style Hall said the same spiel. They yeah. were like, oh yeah, we'll help you with your content branding. We'll bring you advertisers. Turns out, if you're not worth a ten thousand dollar brand deal, they will not do shit for you. And yeah. I didn't and find that just out take until. A- Cut of your money. Uh, yeah. So that's the, the point is like they rope you in and then you're getting like not only are you getting a cut taken from Google and YouTube in general on your AdSense, but you're also now getting a cut taken of your money from your network. So it's honestly smarter to not even have a network. The only thing that a network really can help you with is like, I would say you content were, strikes and things like that. Yeah, you were maybe like a little bit more protected about content strikes, but I doubt that's even going to be a thing now because they're really cracking down on the content yeah. and everything. So the thing with them cracking down essentially is that all these networks now need to really vet and know the videos that are being uploaded to the platform, essentially saying that like they need to like watch everyone's content. Now, these brands will all have like thousands of creators. They do not have the, they don't have the employees or the time or whatever. Um, Honestly, even if they did have the time, they wouldn't watch your content. Yeah. (laughs) To be perfectly fucking honest with you. That's the, that's the theme across all of YouTube, whether it's like brands reaching out or like MCNs or anything is nobody actually watches your content. content. They just look at that fucking number. And they're like, Hey, I still am getting fucking emails and you can tell they're just like automated like they must have like a bot that's just like scanning for all the youtube channels that have like a certain amount of subscribers and i get fucking emails it'll be like the dumbest shit now but like you know because like an actual brand that's like i don't know semi trustworthy would not be emailing this but like i'll just get the most random emails and they'll be like yeah like we love your content i literally have not a single video on my channel you just see the subscriber count which (laughs) I'm assuming is like somewhere in like the 160s still like I don't know but like I it's it's just so funny to me because they're like we love your content I'm like there is no content there honey you just saw the subscriber count and this is clearly like an automated email um so essentially this is crushing MCNs they're all like disbanding people are speculating that they're not even going to exist in the next like six months which is crazy to think about yeah and now it's going to turn more to like you're management you're either just on YouTube and you have Google AdSense or you have a manager. Which that's yeah. Yeah, which is really like a lot of the MCNs became more management companies and they really so that's the thing too, they're dropping people like flies. Like if you I wonder just, if that's the reason why Full Screen finally is. decided to I guess they owed me money for like advertising revenue from when like I did that a million years ago now because I got like 20 something bucks from them and they were like this is your final payment yeah they they just dropped hundreds of I'm so people. glad that they just like literally held on to that for like no reason like that yeah. like well, that, remember when headgum held on to, like $800 for like a whole year yeah yeah that was great yeah don't join a podcast network either bitch <laughs> um <laughs> they'll never listen to this they never listen to our show either <laughs> um but yeah it's just a fucking mess. So, I don't know. It's it's very interesting to see where the platform is heading. Everyone's going to Twitch now. But, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, so everyone's going to Twitch, and then what's going to happen is the same thing going to happen to Twitch, but they're going to completely change what Twitch is to make it insustainable. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens because, like, YouTube is obviously now going to be, like, here's a whole bunch, like, it's going to be, like, 95%, like, 
everybody's videos that like are uploaded and just through like AdSense and everything and then like 5% of people that have like managers and stuff like that but they those 5% account for like the lar- larger channels the largest like vast majority of like the content like viewership on the it's p- almost platform. forcing people to go back into the old frame of mind where a lot of people I've seen that I used to, you know, be subscribed to or still am subscribed to are going back to YouTube as more of, like, a hobby. Like, everyone's got, like, a new gig and, like, YouTube has become a hobby, which is, like, a sad reality for, like, the people that did want to continue making it their career. You know, like, that fucking sucks that the platform has gotten to such a unstable way. Yeah. And I just remember, like people it was like probably like 2012 2013 where people were like oh my god just wait till fucking youtube dies and all these people that are putting all their eggs in this basket and i used to remember thinking like online video is never gonna die like no one's ever gonna stop watching online video and that is true i just never thought that the fucking platform would take the heart and soul out of i mean you should have known you know it's a business but i think i think at this rate like I don't know what will happen because I want to say that, like, with this change that it will go back to, like, where there are, like, the really big name, like, almost people that are brands now that, like, are making millions off of it, whatever. And then the, like, rest, everybody else will, like, kind of revert more to, like, a hobby stance. But then... Will the content get better? Because, honestly, when the pressure is off you to be fucking with the algorithm and making sure like you like everyone's watching your content so that you can actually pay your rent like once that barrier is gone the content gets better like it ultimately always is better the caveat to that whole thing though is that being a youtuber is still like the top like career goal for like young people oh my god i know and it's like i even people that like are millennials and like like all age groups they see youtube as like the easiest gateway into being famous and rich like and so like i'm I'm assuming a lot of people are not as well versed on like the the ins and outs of it the ins and outs of youtube and so they then it just it's not gonna happen like with that kind of mentality i don't know what's gonna be the new the new platform that is the new money maker. I mean, Twitch is that right now. Yeah. It absolutely is. Like, people are just... Because Twitch, you know, you used to just think, okay, this is just where people stream their games. Yeah, and no. then it was, like, art streams as well. And, like, some people do makeup streams. People do... Um, there's talk shows on there. Like, there's podcasts. Now it's, like, people are literally taking their long-form podcast to Twitch. Yeah. We would probably be smart to do that ourselves. Luckily, our show is pretty sustainable. Like, yeah. we have advertisers every single episode now, which is crazy to think that we have gotten that far with this show. We probably could put it on Twitch, and that would probably help us a lot. But... You know. We don't. <laughs> I know. Well, we don't. Because <laughs> we, don't, we don't do it live. Nope. Nope. But Even though we probably could. <laughs> this is making me think. Whatever happened to Vero? Vivo? That No, that random social media that popped up for a day. Uh, it was like, this is the next biggest fucking thing. Something about, like, you were locked for life and you could never delete it. And they owned all of your shit. Like, they owned uh, all of your pictures. Yeah, okay. And everyone left. That's wow. what always happens. Like, I don't trust any of these new social media apps until they're, like... What was that other one that came beforehand that oh, There's, like, another one Ello? every ten minutes. Yeah. Wasn't that one? There was, like, Peach or something. Yeah. Or something, something with a P. Yeah. There's a new one every ten minutes, but, like, 
Nothing is captured. If you, like, go to, like, the app store and you go to, like, social network and, like, search, there's, like, a social network for, like, every single microcosm you could imagine, and it's wild. It's what I think is so interesting is that Twitter has been around for so long now. Twitter is still going to be my number one favorite social media app, and they have not done what every other app has done where they've completely destroyed their platform. Like every time they make a change, I'm nervous and I hesitate, but it always ends up being good. Like there's a lot of new features that they have added that have really helped me and like have made the platform a lot better. Yeah, and I know right. it's not a perfect platform, but like when I think about the way that it functions comparatively to like fucking Instagram, which like you, it's Instagram is so fucking frustrating to me. Like if I mention my store, at all it does not push out the photo of me promoting my etsy shop to my subscriber subscribers well um my fucking followers on instagram like it 100 like must know certain keywords that i'm using even if i don't prompt people to click a link well, yeah it's even if i don't facebook say, so they're like just on top of all well yeah because facebook know? literally is like oh you posted to your facebook fan page it reached three people here pay twenty dollars to reach 10 people and i'm like i actually would rather die yeah <laughs> then do that bitch uh, <laughs> and that's instagram now too and like it doesn't matter because i'll post a photo of a fucking leaf with like no unusual caption and it gets like the relative normal for me amount of engagement and then i post something of a store photo and like you can just tell like you should like just test it one time and like post a photo of like store related stuff but not have the caption be i should do that it's just like anything it goes against but like look, look i've at, tried every caption like, too you, you should just like post a photo of like i don't know like one of your bookmarks and just be like the perfect way to save your page or something like that literally like just that's it and okay. then see what happens and like put it in a book or like a magnet or something yeah should be like cute fridge <laughs> yeah I'll do it. Because, like, I've tried, I've tried I'm everything. I'm just curious to see what happens. Because I used to, like, have, like, a whole long-winded thing, like, with using a special store hashtag and, like, fucking, you know, prompting people to click the link in the bio. And then people are like, well, you just don't do that. Like, people are smart enough to find it. I'm like, it, people need to know. People need to be told where to go, honestly. Like, people won't look. Yeah. Like, I, get, I still get people asking me if I sell wallpapers for Android phones. And, like, all you have to do is sort by Android phone. You'd see it. So, like, it's just, you know, when you're running a business, you just have to point everything out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's just, like, a normal thing. Because people don't want to, like, look around. And, like, I get it. Honestly, the Etsy app is a little bit of a mess. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's something that I've learned through, like, doing customer service at, like, multiple different jobs is that just, you know, you want People wanted, want the easiest way to wanted, get to a page. You, every company that I've worked for, they all do everything they can to make it as easy as possible for you to get from point A to point B, except for the only exception to that is like... When you're trying to unsubscribe from a subscription (laughs) box? When you're trying to unsubscribe or like cancel anything, they hide that. And also, um, when you are looking at like a a website for something, we'll say Target, and they have an app, they make their mobile website shit. So that way you get their app and that's that they them having space dedicated space on your phone is a win for them because they're yes. like i am here you'll constantly see me you'll constantly come back like they and want also you to do that. i'm sure that there's special things that they do on the <laughs> app that make them more money and it also looks better to say you know to show people we've had like a million downloads yeah. you know 
instead of just like we've had like this many page views exactly. you know wow we love business with Grant. inner workings of technology is Uh-oh. crazy yeah all right so how about we take a break talk to some advertisers wow and then we'll uh get into some fucking questions bye Today's podcast is brought to you by Zola. So for any of you out there that are in the process of planning a wedding or think you're going to have a wedding in the near future, uh, Zola is doing a great thing where they're kind of bringing wedding registry and like creating a wedding from scratch like into the 21st century by like having it all online and connected and it's making a really great service that's easy to use to help you and your guests have like the most streamlined wedding you could possibly have. So basically what you do is you make a Zola website and then you can have like your wedding website, which will show all of your guests like where where it's going to be, you know, all the different information that they need about the event. And then it also can link in all of the registry stuff. And then guests can actually go in together on certain gifts and things. And they just make it really easy for both you and your guests to get all the information about your wedding out there to everyone. Which honestly, I didn't even think about having like a website for a wedding. That's, honestly, that's really smart. That's a really smart idea. And then having the registry registry online is also something that I never even thought of. I've just pictured scanning things in a store, but yeah. this is all built into a website that's easy to use. And they have it so that you can personalize all of your registry things with like photos of the items and like notes about it. So you can be like, oh, this is something that I really want or, you know, something that's just like kind of fun, you know, depending on what you want. Yeah. And they have like for the registry, they have tons of items from like regular department stores and everything, but then it goes more than that because you can get like things for a honeymoon fund or like different subscriptions or like classes or anything like that so it's like digital items as well as like physical department store kind of things and then they also have like planning tools for your wedding so if like you're just having trouble planning your own wedding and everything because honestly there's probably like so much that you need to do they have like customizable checklists and guest list managers so you can like manage all the people that are coming to your wedding you can also have like a checklist because you know chris that's something that he would be all about because yeah, you just absolutely. need like to get all your shit together and organized planning a wedding can be extremely stressful so having tools like this that make it extremely easy not only for you but for your guests that are coming because there's some great features like group group gifting where a whole bunch of people can you know chip in on one bigger item which yeah. would be really helpful and the fact that this service just facilitates all of that through a website and a registry is really nice uh, we have an offer for you guys if you go to zola.com cwc you can receive a 50 dollar credit toward your registry again that's zola z-o-l-a dot com slash c-w-c for that 50 dollar credit so this episode of Coffee with Rachel is brought to you by AdamandEve.com, which is a sex toy and all things pleasure website, if you will. As always, we have a great deal for you guys. If you use code CWC on AdamandEve.com, you get 50% off of just about any item, free shipping, three free adult DVDs, and a free mystery gift. So again, just go to AdamandEve.com and use code CWC to get that offer. All right, so I actually saw this quiz trending on Twitter, uh, ironically, just talking about that, and so I figured we have to take it. Honestly, it kind of fits a little bit into our vibe here on the show, and it's uh, what garbage matches your personality? Discover the trash inside you. Wow. I feel like I, I discover that every week in therapy. I've seen some of the results like within that moment, so I'm excited to see which one I get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question is, which deadly animal is the most like you? We've got an alligator, a shark, a snake, or a polar bear. Chris, I need your help with this, because honestly, I don't know. What do you uh, think I am? 
<laughs> like it's like I know I what say snake. <laughs> I could say snake for like your Slytherin, you know, ness. And I am a snake, honestly. I would say snake. All right, I'll take now, it. Now I need your help with mine because hmm. you're a polar bear. I was gonna say polar bear because I want to save them from the environment yeah dying, you know You're that polar bear on I'm the, the melting I'm, that's the only deadly animal that cares about global warming that's not true <laughs> that's there's not true that's not true <laughs> at all but like that's the one that cares the most all right so pick one <laughs> sleep tv friends family wow that is tough <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna pick friends i have to go with friends too which of these is the best breakfast? We got some bananas, what looks to be some sort of sugary cereal. It's Fruity Pebbles. Okay. I can identify my sugary. Sugary? <laughs> sugary cereal. Sugar bush. Um, <laughs> anyone play My Singing Monsters? Uh, Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> or what kind of dog is that? Is that like a... A Pomeranian? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going... Why is a Pomeranian a fucking breakfast? I'm going with the Fruity Pebbles. I'm going to go with the pizza. <laughs> pizza. Pick one. Indoors, outdoors, underground, or space. <laughs> I know which one you're picking. Space. Yeah. The aliens are going to take me. I'm going to go with... I'll just go with outdoors. If by outdoors we mean like the woods. I knew you were going to say that. Would you ever flake on plans at the last minute if you were really tired? Yes, no, not sure. I never have plans. Yes. Yes. But only with people that I'm like really close with that like would get me. But I'm usually that bitch that like really gives a lot of notice because I hate <laughs> to be that bitch. Yeah. Uh, pick one and it's that fucking Pomeranian again. A uh, cat, a ferret, or guacamole. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that cat even though I just had some delicious guacamole. Yeah, I had to pick the cat too. Do you think that one day you will accomplish your dreams? No, yes, not sure. I already did it. Wow. Um. <laughs> yes. I'm going with not sure. I'm not that confident. Oh my god! Pick one. We've got we've got Rachel, Ross, Chandler, or Guacamole. <laughs> I'm going with Rachel because I loved that bitch. I'm going with Guacamole. <laughs> yeah, you can't pick Ross, especially. No, Ross is no. the garbage. Um, do you feel like no one truly understands you? Yes, sometimes. No, I'm not sure. I'm going with sometimes. I'm going with I'm not sure. Pick one. We got a dollar bill, a $20 bill, $100 bill, or guacamole. <laughs> I'm going with $100 bill. Let's be fucking real. Wow. Pay off my um, student loans. I'm going with the 20 because I feel special when I have one of those. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel ritzy. <laughs> okay, what'd you get? I hate mine. Tell me. A soup can full of condom wrappers. Ew! Uh, I oh. hate that. That's gross. What does it say? It says, you're a cool person once people get to know you, but you don't let your guard down for just anyone. Yeah. You have a tendency to put up walls like like the steel walls of a soup can, but inside your tin can walls is the joy and fun of leftover soup and maybe some other weird stuff no one expected. Sometimes people under underestimate you, but you always surprise and impress them. Honestly, that is actually too accurate, and I'm upset. I about it. can't believe this got me. I got old shoe covered in spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> You're very wise. You've seen a lot of things, like an old shoe, but you've learned a lot from your many mistakes. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> and you have a lot of good advice to give. You're pretty down to earth, but you have a fun side that comes out when people least expect it, like a blob of spaghetti in a trash can. Oh my god! God, what the fuck? These are too good. I can't believe that. All right, you guys have to take this quiz because honestly, it's better than my fucking birth chart. That 
like, what? Myers Briggs who? I know. I'm INF Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Patreon now for the Bencho questions. Uh, we're going to start off with Taryn, who said, Hi, all. If the four of you were all Animal Crossing characters, who would you be? I feel like Squeezie would be Tom Nook. Oh, my God. Or Brewster. <sighs> Squooster. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's like a he's like a medley of those two. Yeah. He's stingy with money, but also brews you coffee. Yeah. Wow. Now. And doesn't speak a lot. Lila. It's, Lila. it's tough to pin down. It's like, I want to say she's Isabel because she's very perky. But Isabel's very organized and gets shit done. And Lila's not that organized. What if Lila was, um, wow, who's Club LOL? Oh my god, Shrunk? Shrunk. Yeah, she tells jokes. Yeah, I can see her telling jokes, teaching me emotions. Oh, she does teach me emotions every day? Yeah. Who am I? God, I'm fucking, who's... Can I be Blathers? Yeah, you're Blathers. I'm absolutely Blathers. And I'm... (laughs) Uh, Can you be, um, uh, is it Mabel? Who's the one that's actually sewing? That tells you a really dark story as you keep talking to her? Sable. Sable? <laughs> yeah. Or I'm Gracie Grace. Also, you're crafty. True. You know, like, either one of them, if that's it's for true. that, you know? Though I would be, like, LaBelle, because I'd be that bitch that, like, changed her name to be, like, Ritzy. Okay. To be fucking honest. All right, like, yeah. I am that bitch. Any one of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's great. Uh, next one's from Catherine, who said pretty random but i'm curious have you guys ever watched anime you have i used to yes i did and um i mean i know i probably have but i didn't know it was there's uh like i know there's a lot of animes out there that are like actually like really really good shows i know ali's been trying to get me to watch a bunch and i'm like please give me a list of recommendations yeah i like the ones where the food looks really delicious (laughs) you know yeah. Anything with, like, really pretty artwork, I'm here for. I feel that. I used to watch it a lot when I was in high school. If you guys have any anime that you think I would really enjoy, especially if it's really gay, hit me up. Oh. <laughs> um, next question is from Jen, who said, what were your best and worst movie-going experiences? Best and worst. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, my best movie-going experience would be one where I was working and I got to dress up as Harry Potter for the last movie and then I was walking around with like the mobile concessions cart that we had and I would walk into every theater that was showing it for the midnight premiere and I would say anything from the trolley and then everybody would clap and cheer and then I got to watch the movie and be really sad with my friends. I would say (laughs) when I got to see Titanic in theaters and I was like too young to be there but I was was loving it. And the confusion started. I know and like honestly it's just like it's so memorable like it's so lit that I got to see that in theaters. That's like one of those fucking movies that's like. I'm just so proud. Yeah I didn't get to see that. (laughs) My mom should not have seen it. I I fucking saw Austin Powers though in theaters and I was way too young yeah. And then my worst movie going experience. Okay, well, I did, oh my god, I got roped in to see that stupid-ass Alice in Wonderland with the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp-ass movie. 
You know which one? And like it was 3D that we saw it, and I never see movies in 3D. Oh, so sorry. And they were like totally so crowded. It's not like a movie theater where you can like reserve a seat. And so we sat front row all the way to the far right. So none of the 3D worked, and I was like looking in between the 3 mm. and the D, if you will. <laughs> and I, it gave me such a migraine, and it was also a terrible movie. Yeah. I mean, so I hated that time. Any 3D movie would probably be up there as like terrible experiences for me, and now we really, really, really can't because I've already had the glasses and now I they don't function. Also, when we got roped into seeing fucking Ant Man. Yeah, that's one that I was thinking of, and that was IMAX 3D, uh, and that was like fucking twenty dollars a ticket, and not worth it. Does not deserve that amount of. Price. Also, when I went on a date and I saw that really fucked up movie with Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> and Tover. Yeah, not Tover. Yeah, I know where you're going. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's called Brothers. Who's the other boy? Toby. McGuire. Yeah, Topher yeah. McGuire. Topher. I love Tofu. Harry Foreman. <laughs> um, yeah, that was not a good date movie. It was so fucking dark. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, I'd also say the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that we walked out of. Because oh, yeah. that was just so fucking horrible. I was just bored. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only movie I walked out of. I never had anything like really crazy happen. Like No one like threw up on me or anything. Thank God. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of things happen while I was at work, but I'm not counting it because I wasn't seeing <laughs> the movie. I don't need yeah. that kind of stress in my life. Uh, the next question is from Crystal, who said, Hi, Rachel. How did you come to terms with identifying as bisexual? I have been in a same-sex relationship for nearly a decade and unfortunately used to believe that my relationship meant that I had to identify as lesbian. Over the years, I've learned that I am attracted to both male and female, but I also understand that gender is a social construct and some people are non-binary. Identifying as bisexual feels almost like it will soon be antiquated as more people identify as pansexual. I just don't want to be looked down upon by the queer community by seeming too exclusive, but I also don't give a fuck and just want to do what feels best for me. I'd love to hear your perspective. So I have a lot to say about this. This is a lot of your inner turmoil. It is, because I feel like, God, there's something about being bi that is just like... It's a curse. Because <laughs> there's just, like, there's so much shit from everyone, and it's so fucking annoying, and it's so misunderstood, and I don't know. So the way that I would describe it is, like, when I was young, I always knew that I was attracted to, like, everyone. Um, not everyone, but, like, multiple genders. And I was calling myself, like, fluid, like, open-minded. I don't even know. I wasn't really labeling it. And then the bisexual terminology, like, you know, as I started seeing it more and more used in a positive way, and I just felt more comfortable, I felt like that really described me, Mm -hmm. I felt cool with it. And the way that most bisexual people in the community feel about it now and the definition because it's a misconception that it just means two genders and then a lot of people are like well bisexuals are fucking trash because they don't believe in they think there's only two genders and that is not yeah, true yeah um the way that bisexual organizations think of it now is that it's attraction to same and different genders that's the way that i view it for myself and then you can say like oh well isn't that just pansexual and you know what it might be at this point, who fucking knows? But I mean, I would, that's just the way that I see it. I'm just like I'm attracted to genders that are the same as me and genders that are different than me, and that's where the two comes into play. And yeah, it's fucking convoluted as hell. But I mean, at this point, I'm already 
I'm roped in. Exactly. <laughs> and it just feels right or whatever. And I, I try not to think about what other people will say and what other kinds of, like, I've had I've had friends that were like, oh, well, actually, you're like a Burmese twist with a semi-drip, charmed life with a bisexual, pansexual, you know, fucking, like, like yeah. romantic this. And it's just like, holy shit, calm the fuck down. I will be whatever the fuck I say I am, and you're just going to have to fall in line, honey. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but it is a mess. Uh, <laughs> like, if bisexual like had maybe like initially the terminology started off as like male and female, like you know, language language changes language and evolves, evolves as we learn things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is that is so true. And that's why you know, there's always people that are like, you know, you can always change your identity. You know, as you learn things about yourself, like you saying, like, you know, you used to ID as a lesbian and now you're thinking like, oh, actually, that might not be the most accurate depiction of who you are. And hey, who knows? In like 10 years from now, I could be like, hey, I'm this. And it's not like, oh, she was lying. It's like, hey, this is all just a journey of self-discovery, honey. And you're right. Language does evolve. And especially the way that we are more open-minded and accepting of other genders, specifically non-binary genders. Like, it's just... I think we need to not, like, police people so much on how they're identifying and, like, what words they're using. Like, I think that, like, you should just, And I get it. It's misleading because, like, the prefix of bi, you know, everyone knows it is too. And that's why, like, the organizations, like, all of the bisexual organizations in the community have, like, adopted that whole, like, same and different scenario because they're like yeah there's the two there but it's more open because there are people that literally are like oh your identity as a bisexual means that you're excluding you know non-binary people and that is absolutely not true like yeah that i mean i'm, I'm sure there are people out there yeah, that, that do which yeah, is you're speaking up. for like yourself yeah i'm yeah. speaking for myself like that's and I, of course i'm attracted to non-binary people too like my my sexual orientation does not exclude non-binary people does not exclude trans people and so a lot of people will be like oh well then you're just pansexual and like if that's the way that you want to think about it then cool i'm just going with the flow here i'm a bi binge who's attracted to same and different genders well you know said. What I, mean? I get you <laughs> that's yeah. the vibe it's a mess <laughs> <laughs> we're all just trying to figure it out as it goes along yeah uh so then the next question is from our twitter and it's can you guys give me some advice on following your passions despite if your family is fully supportive or not I'm currently seriously pursuing a music career, and my mom just doesn't find it realistic, which discourages me. Mm. I mean, like, you kind of... You're not your parents. You have to... My personal thought is that, like, you have to go with what you want to do, because honestly... You're going to be fucking miserable. Like, Your life is yours, not theirs. Going through life now and, like, figuring out my career and everything like that, like, I want to get myself to a point where I am in a career that I just completely love because I don't want to spend like if you're working 40 or even more hours a week at a job I want it to be at something that I love and like that I'm excited for get some fulfillment out of yeah it's not always going to be perfect like I I was just telling my therapist about this today like I fucking love my job I love making art for Etsy and I am so privileged and lucky that it has become what it's become what it's become yeah and like has been stable for me and that is incredible i am so lucky i enjoy work i can't even remember the time where i enjoy and there are there things about it that annoys me it's so minor there are a few things though of course you know 
But like overall, like my job satisfaction is so high. And I was just, I think it was, I think it was Elle Fowler. I know I always bring her up because I, because <laughs> she, she like left YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. and she did her whole thing. And it was just kind of like, it was like, whoa, like I could do that too. And she had like way bigger of a following than me. And that was a lot to give up. And then she's so much happier now. And I don't know, like, I just, I really respect that about her. And she was just talking about because she like made youtube videos recently like she kind of came back a little bit and she was talking about how like she didn't like plan to leave youtube but it was just like her job satisfaction was just like trash yeah and now she like loves it and like i just think that it's so important it's like you're not it's not always going to be realistic for you to do everything that you fucking love like it's not always going to be stable financially. You know, it's not always going to be safe. It has to be essentially like, what are, what are you comfortable with? If you're, are you comfortable with maybe not having such a financially stable situation as you get yourself sorted into a career that but you I think, absolutely love? But I'm sorry. Like, I think if you you're go- living for yourself, I'm sorry. Like, it's one thing if your parents are just healthily concerned about what you're doing. Like, if you're doing something like, I don't know dangerous yeah (laughs) like i know that i like i'm not your parent chris but i know like i would actually be terrified if you were like a firefighter for instance like is it brave is it necessary is it you know absolutely respectable yes but i'd still be fucking anxious as hell and i probably would not love that yeah you know but like i don't know if i had listened to my parents i don't know where i'd be they were so not cool with the youtube thing until i started making money and then they were like oh okay and then I stopped making money. <laughs> they didn't know that. But, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. And, like, my career growth right now, like, I'm I'm definitely saying I'm not in, like, a position that, like, I am truly in love with and, yeah. like, is where I want to be. I'm, like, I have a plan for myself and, like, how I want to grow myself career-wise. But, like, I plan to get myself – I don't plan to stay where I am forever. And I, of course. And I plan to get myself to a job that I really, really like. I'm just building some experience and before I, I get there. I don't plan to stay where I'm at forever. <clears throat> My Like, right now, we have I'm, so many fucking I'm at plans. the beginning of what I, I – I do feel like what I'm doing right now with Etsy could – blossom into something bigger than it already is yeah and i have so many goals set for where i want to take all of that but yeah there's like so many goals that you know we either both we have individually or that we share together that oh, yeah. are, chris and i got that, future plans that are career goals and like when this podcast I, flops <laughs> i don't ready. really expect that like like i think it's not a lot or, like, it's a lot to expect people to, like, stay in the same vein for, like, their entire fucking life. Sure, you could be, like, in a music career for, like, your entire, like, time. But, like, staying in the same position, like, doing the same thing. Like, you know, I'm excited to, like, do all these different things. Because there's a lot of different, like, career-related things that I know I'm going to find enjoyable that I want to do yeah. in my life. Yeah. So, I hope that helps. I think you should follow, follow your dreams. I know. I know yeah. it sounds so cliche, but, like, hey, it's what we did. It's literally what we're doing right now. Yeah. And while there's ups and downs, I'm happy I'm doing everything that I'm, I'm doing. I'm happy that we took the risks that we took. Absolutely. Like. No risk, no reward. Yeah. But also risk with like. Risk with caution. Risk with caution. <laughs> That's actually your fucking brand. Actually, caution is your brand. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just, it's just caution. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. 
Squeezy is the most caution out of all of us. True. Lila's all risk. <laughs> Let's be fucking honest. She'll fucking just dive at a bird. She doesn't just, care like, if she dies. She doesn't dies. care what happens. She's so fearless. Squeezy is all fear. He is fear Incarnate. in a physical form. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Next one is saying, uh, I was wondering if you would have any advice on getting over a friendship breakup. Uh, about a year ago, I had a huge argument with two of my close childhood friends. I said had in a really weird way. Had. Had. <laughs> I love yodeling, boy. <laughs> they were repeatedly excluding towards me and even manipulative. So after one particular incident, I confronted them about it. There was a huge argument, and I haven't spoken to either of them since. My other friends all tell me that I did nothing wrong, and I'm better off without them in my life, but I can't help thinking about it every day and feeling sad about it. I don't want to be friends with them, and I don't even want an apology. I just want to stop letting what happened so long ago affect my move every mood every day. I get you. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, a kind of a tangent off of this, but I was literally just talking to a friend of mine about something that you said. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is when, cause if I'm in a relationship with you and that is any <coughs> kind of relationship where, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever, I care about you and you're important to me. And so I think cultivating our relationship, there's a relationship. Isn't just like, cool. We're friends. The end, like there has, there's always going to be work just like with any relationship, there's always work. And so I think it's always so frustrating to me when like you have a friendship, especially a friendship for some reason where you bring up something like, you know, there's a conflict and then that ends the friendship. Like there's no, there's, there's, you have to feel in a relationship comfortable to be able to say like hey this hurt me this is making me uncomfortable etc etc and then have that person like hear you take that in and if they have like an argument to counter you like okay but cool. at least have the argument that's not just be like peace out not just done. be like wow conflict you're mad at me and then they get upset just because you're upset i hate that so much and i can't tell you that's how many of my more like like all like high school you know college relationships so many friendships ended that way where i was just like hey th your, this action hurt me and then they were just like upset that i was upset and then it just blew up into this thing where it could have been handled immediately if they had just like listened and if they had some way of explaining or whatever like i'll hear them out cool we could fucking like the discussion like is actually a step in the right direction instead of just like cutting it off and it just it's just that happens so often and i just that's one of the most like frustrating fucking things ever because it's like adult healthy relationships there's it's not gonna just be all peaches and cream the whole like, time logic. you're gonna have arguments it's normal it's vital to feel comfortable with the people like if 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 my best friend did not feel comfortable saying rachel something you said really hurt me something you did made me feel weird like then that you can tell that that friendship is not like sound. on that deeper level that's yeah really... i want if someone if someone came out to me and was like hey listen something that you said really hurt me offended me you know made me feel uncomfortable whatever my initial reaction would just be like holy shit i am so sorry even if 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 i on a personal level didn't feel like what i did was warranting of that response it doesn't fucking matter their feelings were valid and i affected their feelings and you just got to own it say that you'll you know not do it again or whatever whatever the circumstances of course there's going to be like yeah. a million things that could happen but i just think that's so fucking annoying but in terms of getting over a like friendship breakup because i've been there and i feel like they're hard as fuck to be perfectly it's honest it's literally with you. like if you have a relationship with a friend that is on like 
a super uh, uh, level. Uh, uh, a level. It's like it's gonna be like you know breaking off. Like it, there's no difference in between a romantic you get relationship. You're used to talking to someone. You get like, used to doing certain things with that person or people, and so just because it's not a romantic relationship doesn't mean like you can't still be like. You I think know, it's harder. Like, honestly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's it's harder to it's like. When you break up with someone that it's like more of a romantic thing, it's more um, people like have it. They it's easily justified to be like, oh, well, you can be bitter and you can be resentful and you can be angry and it can last a long time. Like you can always just be like resentful of that person, which I don't personally find healthy. I don't like to hold a grudge, but like with a friend, it's like so uncomfortable because it's it's a it's a different bond and then like you're that even if they hurt you it's just like there's like that empty spot in your like normal routine yeah that's just as affecting as a, like a romantic relationship and it's just fucked up so my honest to god fucking advice is to meet new people that is exactly how i've gotten through any friendship breakup is i've just made new friends and they've they've always been better yeah <laughs> and you know, sometimes I reconnect with old friends that I've had falling outs with that you realize later in life, like, that was fucking stupid. I'm, you know, getting too old for this shit, and yeah. I'm not going to lose a great friend over something dumb. Some friendships shouldn't be salvaged, and they One, are toxic, and you got to get the fuck out of there. But Some things that I've been surprised by growing up is that, like, while I haven't really had too much of this happen with me, like, I've seen it through you, is that, like, people are... <laughs> like more people are more willing to actually like come back and like own up for like shit that they've done and it just takes some fucking it, time. it takes some time and like i really can respect that in somebody if they yeah. can if, if they can even come back like there's been some people that like they could easily just like let it go and like just live life and that's it but no they came back they are like hey like they, they value you you as a person enough to, to acknowledge come, to what, they, acknowledge what they did and like uh, say that like maybe what they did was like fucked up or that like things and that they ended don't really like badly. that it ended that way yeah yeah and then you know you can maybe rebuild a friendship after that like and that's like a beautiful there, way to start it back up again and then there are certain people that like you absolutely do not <laughs> want to ever rebuild with and that yeah. is completely fine too and I feel like it's absolutely normal to have residual like feelings about it and like i i can tell you right now there are a couple people on my mind that i still think about all the time like there are certain things that'll pop up that are like you know would have been inside jokes you know things that i would want to have shared with that person yeah and i'm like wow they really burned me and they're absolutely not a nice person but you know there's still that fucking feeling there and i think it just fades with time because like you know that's how i felt when I was in college about people that I had falling outs with in high school and now that I'm out of college I'm feeling that way about college people but like the high school people I'm like what did we even fight about? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't remember. Again, almost 10 years. I was That's probably that. fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> I was god. crazy back then. <laughs> Please don't do this to me. But I really do think like honestly putting like all of that effort that you would have put into that friendship into a new cultivated friendship is honestly the best way to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's some solid advice there, Rube. Thanks. All right. And let's end with this wonderful question. Would you rather move to Corn, Oklahoma, or Burnt Corn, Alabama? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, Ooh. I'm okay. not trying to move to either of those places. I'm not trying to move to either of them either but i would say corn oklahoma just because i know that like there's some weather related 
Is that stuff. tornado? There, like, there is definitely a part of Tornado Alley, but like, there's a lot of like weather research, like places cool. there. Cool, you can catch yeah. my husk anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I would move there though because then my state initials would be okay. Yeah. And I like that. You know, it's it's nice. That Just would be like, fun. You know. That's why, like, you know, maybe one day we'll be in Hawaii so we can be high. <laughs> Hi. Um, all PA right. was puh. <laughs> now we're wah. <laughs> I love that. Wah, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> just two Washingtons together, and we got the old goose right there. Oh, my God. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, uh, wow. Thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful journey of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and benches, stay tuned. The rest of you guys, we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Oh, my God. I almost oh clinked God. the fucking microphone. Alright, benches, so it's about time that we fucking scrambled up your names again, like some nice eggs. This is one of my favorite things to do, honestly. I know, I love doing this every once in a while. This is what we anagrammed your names to be. Wow. Crazy. Uh, let's start off with Kendall Knight, who is kindly Kegginth. Scott Edward R. Wilmot is lit worms crowded dead. Wow. Valerie Molina is alien removal. Jackie Goldfarb is rabid golf jack. Emily Sweeney is Sonyi Limey. Melanie Weldon is Minnow Eel Deal. Amazing. Shannon Shires is Ash Nosher In. Kimberly Prose is Lazy Broker Imp. Sarah Booth is O Boat Rash. Emma Corbeal is Limbo Race Me. Angelica Feliz is Geez, Can I Flail? <laughs> Teague Phillips is Ugliest Pale Hip Me. <laughs> Crystal Hart is Rattly Crash. Ali Patella is A Palette Ally. Lily Rose is Sly Oriole. Norma Ortiz is Zit Armor On. This is you when you put on hydrocolloid beds. True. <laughs> Winter Russell is Sullen Writers. Brooke Renee is Broke One Ear. Savannah Pelissier is Real Lavishness Pain. Squeezy's life. <laughs> Iwana Tardiglini is a janitorial gnat. Joshua Kerman is Area Junk Moths. Chantal Piot is Attach La Nip. <laughs> Amazing. Catherine is Heater Ink. Bridget Carey Davis is Digit Adverbs. Colby Rhymes is B. Coy, Mr. Sly. <laughs> Haley Boucher is a high old cherub. <laughs> Jake Parker is jerk ape arc. Renee Medina is end eerie man. Yes. Ryan Hara is ah, Harry Ran. Grandma is dang arm. <laughs> Grandma, who are you? Sophie Armillo is hail loopier jams. Emily Milligan is all email my gin. Chelsea Grundy is Angry Schedule. Stephanie Lee is Inhales TP. Haley Welsh is Slyly Hee Haw. Jane Thompson is Hens Jam on Top. Kayla Bean is Ban Yak Ale. Brandy Robbins is Absorb Bird In. Michelle Cox is Echo Cell Mix. Rebecca Mack is Break Me Cake. <laughs> Joanna Jensen is Jeans on a Hen. Leslie Wright is Sewer Lightly. Gwen Stowe is Stewie Gown. Kat Schultz is Tux Cash. Jason Gonzalez is Neon Sizzle Yoga. <laughs> Lindsay Torolina is a disloyal intern. Wow. Jess Adams is DJ Same Ass. <laughs> Please make that your name. Daisy Blossom Dottie is Bloody Misty Sodas. <laughs> Kennedy Rochelle is Lean Nerdy Heckle. <laughs> M. Samek is Sick Meme with Sick being spelled S-I-C-C. Taryn Parker is a Prank Retry YouTube. Lutzi is iClue. Sonia Vazbrun is Airbus Van Zone. Fiona is Oi Fan. Stephanie Oliver is Harriest Envelope. Juanita Carr is a Air Tank Jar. Cassandra Lee is a Race Scandal. Avery Labelson is Blarney Loaves. Liz Holbrook is Bozo Krill. Madison Greer is Dreaming Rose. 
Corey Springfield is fridge sensor peril. Chloe Ireland is ironclad heel. Caitlin Whalen is thank ye lawn. Dana Daly is hand nail day. Flynn Drew are dry new van. Mackenzie Knight is a methane zing kick. And Rachel Evans is a clean shaver. Wow. And the rest of you bompos are the nips. Yeah, you know? the ones that are being attached. We got Samantha Grace. Pavithra Suresh. Jocelyn Fry. Hermione. Ishbel Mendez. Neve Cavanaugh. Bree Cram. Ashley Riefenberger. Allie Malone. And Kathleen Wynn. Wow. Wow. Thanks for supporting the bops. Yes, thank you. And uh, let us know. Um, honestly, I, there's no prompt for this week. You go are take, what you are. Go take that fucking quiz and let us know what you get. Yeah, I want to know if you're a spaghetti in my shoe. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.